Fantasy Managers, hello and thank you for all your recent support on all of our social pages uh, reviewing the podcast on at Esports Live Now and at FPL underscore Addicts, as well as a massive thank you to our 800 plus and growing Euro Fantasy community. But welcome back to another edition of the FPL Addicts powered by Esports Live Euro 2020 Fantasy Podcast, where today we'll be reviewing the round of 16 what a round it was, by the way, and previewing the quarterfinals through discussion regarding our team from the quarterfinals, the Guru's picks for the ones to watch and captains and some general discussion around the essential assets for the upcoming four fixtures. With me, as always, to dissect the round of 16 and review and preview the quarterfinals is going to be Jack from Esports Live and the Guru, Matt Day from FPL Addict. So we'll start with you, Jack. How are you doing, mate? Buzzing, Elliot. Obviously, we're all English on here, so obviously we've all been uh, riding the wave uh, it's ours. It's ours till we lose, right? I, th- I think so, mate. I think that the pressure's mounted on a little bit more now. But um, yeah, what what a win it was, wasn't it? Unbelievable! Listen, unbelievable win. It was um, obviously a hu- they're a huge, huge country, huge nation, a lot of history, a lot of history between us both. Um, and it, it was just a, it, it was a massive win. It was a spine tingling, goosebumps. Uh, I know we celebrated like Scotland did when they drew against us, and that was a we celebrated like we did like we did against Germany. It was a but it was a special moment, and you could tell how much it meant to everyone and all the players. Um, yeah, stepped up, and it was yeah a great moment to share. Yeah, absolutely. And the the, the guru uh, Matt has obviously watched it with you as well. So um, how how are you doing, Matt? Was it was it a good um, early start to the morning? We'll say. Yeah, it was good. We had a great time and. Um... Yeah, I thought it was a great performance by England and obviously I was just absolutely buzzing because my England shirt come through the post. It had Kane number nine on it. You know, there was four minutes to go and he bangs in that header and yeah, it was brilliant. And to be honest, look, I don't want to say anything too soon, but can't see anything more than England. Oh, I think they're in the final, me. I think you said it. <laughs> I have to, I it have co- to say it. It's, co- it's coming home, is it? Come on, the guru. You can say it's coming home. I'm going to say final for now, but I, I can't say much more. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, but I think I'd, I'd be very, very uh, surprised if England don't go all the way to, to the final from here. Yeah, and it, listen, it was great to see. Obviously, um, some of our f- favourite players. Everyone, the nation's been calling for Jack Grealish to step up, and obviously, a, a lot of people put him in their um, in their team for the first couple of rounds. Um, and it was good to see him finally uh, doing the goods there. Eh? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely love Jack Grealish. Great player. You know, coming in off that, that left with that ball in the box for Kane. And, you know, I thought that was brilliant. Let's just hope it's not a, uh, a link up at Man City next season, though. But, um, yeah, fantastic player, Grealish. Do you, and just on that, do you think they're, um, yeah, do you think they're both odds on favourites to, to be going? Do you think it's a done deal? You know what? I think they could be there. It looks like the combination. Grealish come out, I think, this morning as well and said Kane's the, you know, the best player he's he's played with. So, you know, I think there's a bit of uh, yeah, a bit bit of ground with that with uh, with him and him and Harry going to Man City. It could be one to watch for next season. Yeah, and, and honestly, just on that note, we're going to be launching our uh, FPL Addicts Power by Esports Live um, competition very shortly. Uh, I think we just need to get these Euros out of the way, and then we can get this launched. But uh, obviously, everyone's got to keep their eye out to join our free mini league and the paid mini leagues, which should be out in the next maybe in the next couple of days. We're just working behind the scenes on the uh, on the other t- on the marketing side of it to make it look schmick. Um, excited for that? I mean, you know me, can't wait. You know, dreaming <laughs> about FPL all, all the time, I think, for me. Um, you know, since it's always in the back of my mind, even during the Euros, I'm, I'm looking at my FPL side and I've got my draft team. It's not really like me. I, I like to pick it in the last week, but, you know, I think, um, yeah, 
too much excitement. At the moment. Yeah, too much <laughs> excitement and stuff. And uh, you know, seeing the, the players are about to go back into pre-season, and you know, we come to the tail end of this Euros. I think it's it's definitely worth keeping an eye. But you know, like you said, we can have our paid leagues, we can have our free leagues. If you're in the free league last year and you've you've made your FPL team, you're already going to be in the league anyway. So yeah, we're hoping to have big numbers in both, and yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's it. And listen, understandably, with all the transfer activity, the hype around the you know the Euros, um, that's why we are getting excited. It's just too hard to resist, and we've done uh, all our draft teams in there. But obviously, everyone can uh, just kind of sit tight, and we'll be releasing that very shortly. We know our community. I think it's because of our community is getting quite excited about it as well on Discord. There's been a lot of chat about that already, um, so I think that's the reason why. Uh, obviously, we're, we're we're keen to get into it as well. Um, but obviously, just going back to the Euros now. We're just going to wait for Elliot to jump back on the stream. I know he's having a few internet issues on there, but we'll just review where um, where we're at in the in the last, in the round of sixteen. Um, Wales losing to Denmark four um, nil. Any any thoughts on that on the Denmark game there? Yeah, look, I actually I watched that game and um, I was very impressed with Denmark. Very impressed. Um, you know, Dolberg uh, come in and that surprised a lot of people. Obviously, we all thought yeah. Paulson was going to play, but I think he had a knock and, and Dolbert's come in and he scored two two nice goals. And, you know, um, I think it was Myler, uh, the left fullback yeah. as well. He got that goal at the end and he was everywhere. Brilliant. Um, yeah, really good game. Wales uh, just got outplayed. Um, the Denmark crowd was brilliant. And, um, yeah, 4-0 was actually a justified result. It could have been a lot more. I thought yeah, Denmark completely blew him away. And that's without, um, obviously, Ericsson. So, yeah, really, uh, really happy for Denmark. Obviously, I was gutted with the bail. With Bale in that one, Elliot swayed me. I managed. I put me in my team just for that one last sort of potential chance of having Bale in a, in a fantasy team, and yeah, he didn't deliver. He did nearly get. Uh, he nearly scored early on, but yeah, um, yeah, he was flat for the rest of the game. But yeah, well done, well done, Denmark. Yeah, looking good, Denmark, and obviously carrying that momentum that they've been uh, that they've had since Ericsson obviously uh, had that issue with enjoying the game. Good to see he's still obviously recovering well, and Denmark are doing doing the goods for them, uh, and obviously they're into the next round. Uh, but Dalberg and Marla, like you said, looking really good in there, and I know uh, Marla's he was great for me and my team, so I think he's definitely one to look out for in the next ones. And then obviously over to Italy, they just managed to scrape through versus Austria, went through some extra time in there, uh, a couple of goals from uh, substitutes Chiesa and Pessina. Um, so they're going to progress. Uh, Czech Republic, surprisingly, um, obviously Netherlands were the kind of the first shock team to uh, to go out the competition, go crashing out. Two 0 to Czech Republic in there, shake back on the uh, on the goals. Um, how did you think that went? Yeah, look, I think everyone was surprised. Um, you know, I know there was. Uh, I think I'd, I'd sort of said from the start with Holland, I wasn't too sure about De Boer. I wasn't too sure about the formation. Um, so I did expect them to crash. I don't didn't really expect it in this game though. But I think that red card really was was the uh, was the killer for them. Yeah, that was an absolute howler, wasn't it, from uh, mm. Delict and obviously getting sent so sent off so early. The captain, um, and obviously yeah, ne- Netherlands. I'm sure one of our uh, uh, Netherlands correspondents within our uh, Discord said wasn't too happy about that. He's been pretty quiet this week since that happened. Um, obviously over to uh, to Belgium as well. Belgium versus Portugal. Now we knew this was going to be a tough one. Um, obviously, wasn't too sure who was going to come out on top there, but Belgium came out on top with uh, you know, the other Hazard brother. He got through and obviously came came up with the goods, got the goal. It was a cracking finish as well. Uh, how did you think about that? Yeah, look, um, that was a cracking finish, and obviously when he when he put it in, I was you know it was bittersweet for me because I'd, I'd said in the uh, you know, for our paid members, I did the exclusives and I said you've got to get Thorgan Hazard in. You know, he's been looking sharp in this tournament. He bangs in that goal, so I was 
you know, buzzing from the, you know, my guru perspective, but in terms of listening to my own advice, I was, yeah, sex. <laughs> I just didn't put him in. It was, a, it was actually a last minute change with uh, Renee, actually. Obviously, she's got Miko's 11 and uh, we were going through her team. We were going through my team. And I said that we could put Eden Hazard's brother. She, you know, she remembers Hazard from her FPL days. And, you know, what do you think, Belgian Portugal? And she said, no, nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be back in a, a Belgian player uh, against uh, Ronaldo, and she she kind of swayed me as well. I got swayed, even though I even though I knew in the exclusives to do well. So yeah, but great great result for Belgium and great goal. Yeah, you're pretty uh, gullible this week for getting your head turned left, right, and centre <laughs> yeah. for different picks. But um, I know Thorgan Hazard was one of your exclusive picks, which you know in our uh, paid competitions and our paid minis on our Discord, we are releasing some exclusive tips from the Guru. So um, just bear that in mind when we're going forward into FPL. And uh, welcome back, Elliot. Nice of you to uh, join back on the pod, mate. Yeah, a little bit of a hiccup there. Apologies, lads, but um, I'm assuming we're reviewing the results from the round of 16. So, um, yeah, I, I heard you were a little bit upset about that one, Guru. You know, obviously in your your little Guru section and your exclusive stuff, you uh, you talked about Thorgan Hazard a little bit. So, um, it's a shame that you probably couldn't take your own advice there. But, um, you know, what a goal fest! Two two games mainly, I think, stood out for me, other than the England game in the round of 16. And one of them, as you can see on screen now, Croatia three, Spain five, three three going into extra time, and then Spain just managed to get over the line is there any sort of assets that you think you should be looking at now from uh from spain guru because they're, they're not looking you know too bad they looked a little bit shaky at the start of the competition but um they're looking pretty decent now don't you think yeah they're looking good i've actually been pretty uh impressed with them throughout the tournament um i don't think they've lost a game and i remember they're sort of on our nation watch as well i think in terms of assets um definitely fur and torres um he looks sharp getting in goal scoring positions um, and I'll say there's a second one. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a bit of a banana skin for them against Switzerland. Um, but if we're going to put a second Spain asset, um, I'm going to go with uh, go against the grain. I'm going to go with Alvaro Morata. Um, you know, again, he's missed a few, but um, his goal was brilliant against uh, Croatia, and he does he gets in all the positions. So you know, and he gets chances. And, and I think you know, similar to the Harry Kane thing, that they've got their goals now. So I think there's more in them. So. Yeah, I'd be looking at Ferran Torres and, uh, and Morata from that from Spain. Yeah, absolutely. He's copped a fair bit of a uh, stick on social media and stuff this for this uh, the Euros so far, Alvaro Morata. But um, yeah, he's definitely, you know, as you say, getting in all the right positions. It's just that he's got to uh, manage to manage to tuck them away. But um, the other game that I was alluding to a little bit before was France three, Switzerland three, and the Swiss. As I'm sure Chris was extremely happy as he loves the Swiss. We're um, able to beat them just on penalties, but it was a little bit bittersweet for him, I'm sure, Jack, because you know he's talked up Mbappe for a lot of the competition, and you know he sort of left the competition with one assist and nothing else to his name other than a missed penalty which has sent his team out so it's a little bit a little bit of heartbreak for France but you know from an England perspective you've got to be happy that you know they're out of the competition Yeah another one of the big teams to be uh, leaving us from the uh, the group of death um, and obviously heaps of goals Paul Pogba getting on the score sheet with an absolute worldly of a goal um, but it wasn't enough to uh, get through. Uh, Benzema was my captain in my team, so he got me the points to uh, keep me up there in the paid comp. But Switzerland going through, look, looking good in there. Um, assist by Zuba again. Zaka has become a new, like a totally new player. I think he might be out for the next game, but he's he's looked he's looked great um, in the Euro so far. Arsenal fans must be scratching their heads. Um, and so yeah, a bit of a bit of a you know a shot. Not a shock, Mbappe not really turning up for this tournament, but obviously, um, you know, there's too many big names in that France team to maybe uh, cut above. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he was absolutely prolific at um at the World Cup a couple of years ago. And obviously he's still so young, so it's um, you know, difficult for him to sort of manage to chip his way into that, you know, really, really strong France team. But um, as you can see on the screen now, the game that we could probably talk about for hours and hours without getting bored was England to Germany nil. And, you know, your man Harry came back on the score sheet, Matt. You've got to be happy with that. Oh mate, over the moon. I'm I'm happy for him. You know, he took a lot of stick in the group. Um you know, and I, I don't think he deserved all of the stick he got. I, I knew he'd come good. Um, I thought he had a pretty good game when he got the ball. And when he did get service, you know, he provided. So, yeah, buzz, buzzing for Harry Kane. But obviously, overall, happy that, um, you know, England got the win. Yeah, and Jack Grealish, Jack, you know, share share a first name with him. So um, there's a little bit of a little bit of a bond there. If, if you could play similarly to him, then you know you'd be absolutely in dream world right now. So he was amazing once he came on once again. You know, showing why he probably you know is in contention to start in my opinion. But um, you know, it just depends which way Southgate's going to look at it. Is he going to look at it? You know, he's better off the bench or he's better off the you know, from the start. So it's, it's a little bit of a weird one, but do you think he's one that people should be looking at? You know, he's got two assists at the Euros so far now and he's not the most expensive player in the world. So do you think he's one that people should give a look in? Well, I think really she's got to be up there and, you know, he, like, he, we were just saying just when you went off um, off air before, well, like he's, he's, look, he's looked great. He's... Um, is, is, has he done? Has he showed too much that he's too good to come off the bench? Like he's coming off the bench to do it, but I th- you know, Gareth's got to be starting him. I think he, he's only fair to do. And I think um, you know, Saka, if he, I don't know if he was maybe looking doubtful or something for the next game. So I think if Grealish can come in, and you know, it's not a bad replacement, is it? And he's, he's a great asset to have for your teams. Uh, even Luke Shaw, he, he was involved in. I think he had a pre-assist in the uh, yeah. in the second goal. He got the assist in the first, um, or vice versa. Obviously, with all that excitement, I need to uh, go back through that. But it's um, you know Luke Shaw looking great as well, and Jordan Pickford, what a keeper he is! What a keeper! Yeah, don't often, uh, you know, give Jordan Pickford much praise as, as a Newcastle fan, born in, you know, raised in Sunderland, plays for Everton now, a little bit of bad blood there. But, um, you know, I always say to all my mates, he's playing for England, everything goes out the door. And still to this day, I don't think I've watched an England game where he's, you know, had a performance that I've been unhappy with. He's sort of always put, you know, his body on the line and he's always, um, you know, putting nearly eight out of 10 each week, up to 10 out of 10 performances, yeah. in my opinion. So he's been yeah, absolutely no, sure. brilliant. I think you know, he, you know he, he, yeah, like you said, he's not he's not had a bad game for England, and and just on that one as well, uh, I've got a little stat for you from uh, for Raheem Sterling. First first forty five games, I think it was, he scored two goals for England, and he's lost twenty, he's scored fifteen. Yeah. How about that for a stat? That's unbelievable yes. form. So obviously not to mention uh, obviously Jack Grealish, Shaw, and Pickford there, but obviously Raheem Sterling, the man on fire. Yeah, absolutely, he's been you know brilliant for England so far, and. Um... Yeah, hopefully a little bit more of the same against Ukraine for England and um, you have some very happy podcast members other than Statman Dave on the on the next podcast as well. But we will move on now to the uh, the, uh, the the paid league. You know, we've, we've talked about it a lot. Jack mentioned before that, you know, he's happy with the uh, the points which are keeping him up in the paid league. And it's really, really shaping up now with Matt Cowling in first place on 277 points. People have managed to sort of catch him up a little bit. He was nearly 20 points clear last podcast, I believe. So Marco Skokic, who was our manager of the uh, of the week for match day two, is sitting in second. And Jack Gillibrand is sitting in third, just 17 points behind Matt Cowling. So uh, are you confident that you're going to be able to catch him, Jack? Uh, yeah, it was it was a bit further away. Yeah, like like you mentioned on the last pod, um, but it's now maybe within a bit of touching distance. Gained a little bit of ground on him. Uh, I think he was about thirty points actually from what from what it was previous. Um, but yeah, 
it's it's all about this next this next game. Uh, take one game as it comes, just as England are. You know, going to about versus the Ukraine, uh, who have qualified in there. But uh, excited, looking forward to it. But it's very tight. You know, up at the top there, anything could change. I think, uh, so especially between the second and fourth, and obviously the paid competition uh, offers first, second, and third prizes, and of course the uh, the weekly prize as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then if we we keep looking at the league, just two places below you, Jack, is the guru. But when you put that into a little bit of context, it's only five points off the pace from you. So are you are you confident that you're going to be able to at least catch Matt, Jack, uh, the guru? Uh, stay above him. I'm hopefully can stay above him. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know the guru's not got his wild card, which we'll have a look at next. But he's um, you know he, he can pull he can pull the players out of the hat as we, as we know. So. It's something to be aware of. I know. I know. I sent him my team the other day, and I'm sure he's been looking at mine and going, "Well, I could pick ten better players than that." He's got to spend all his points, though. I think if he's got to deliver. Yeah, absolutely. And Guru, are you confident that you're going to have enough to to catch Jack? You know what? And this this isn't mind games. This isn't draft. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It, this isn't FPL mind games. This isn't draft. I actually don't think I will. And I'm, I'm the reason is I went very heavy on Italy. Um, in my team and I think um, that that goal at the end really cost me I think cost me about 13 points and you know I didn't do the Mbappe uh, the Benzema move I went Mbappe I was trying to be a bit hipster with that and you know it's probably cost me probably about 20 points I've lost really and you know I've moved down the league a bit and Jack's got his wild card and I think you know the only way I can gain anything on him is when it comes to semi-finals if I you know how our lineups are looking in that but with his wild card, I've seen his team is strong. I don't think I can get near that um, for this round. You know, it could be about 15, 20 points in sight of me. And, you know, the only way I'm then going to be able to get above that is if I, yeah, see how our squads look against each other in the semis and if, you know, some captain can can do something. But I'm actually not confident. But, um, yeah, look, we uh, we see how we go and, and uh, yeah, see, see how it goes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a change of tone, change of scenery. You know, Jack, you're sitting above the guru at the minute, so <laughs> it must be quite nice considering the, uh, the previous FPL season where you weren't above him for too long at all. But um, if oh, we look it. back at the league then, just below Matt, we've got the uh, the two Gazden brothers in sixth and seventh. We've got Matt sitting just above uh, James Gazden, who was actually the uh, the manager of the match day, which is pretty important to mention. He, you know, wins the round of 16 award with his 70-point haul, so he receives his 30 Aussie dollars prize money for getting the highest points for this round. And um, yeah, obviously, as, as Jack mentioned before, it's you know it's all eyes towards the top of the league now for the uh, the first, second, and third places for the uh, the end of the season prizes, with only just a couple of rounds to go now but um yeah it's definitely going to be a, a really close finish and obviously the two boys above me on the screen right now i don't think i'm going to be in for the big prize money but um yeah it'll be interesting but it should be really really good and yeah that it will hopefully you know a photo finish it looks like it's going to be pretty close i think matt cowling people probably start to gain a little bit of a little bit of ground on him and yeah hopefully it spices it up just a little bit and i was looking at the uh the free league before lads and it's quite interesting because um fpl spike you know he was second in australia and you know nearly top whatever he was in the world is he's fallen off the top of our free league he's, he's down to fifth now which is quite surprising jack because i think it was would have been two podcasts ago so you know not not too long ago, and he's he's fallen off just a little bit. He's still sitting on two hundred and eighty three points, but you know fifth in the free league now. It's a little bit of a, a drop from him, isn't it? Yeah, I think we all know how ruthless uh, fantasy football, whether it's Euros or FPL, can be. It can uh, change very quickly, and within two rounds, he's dropped off. But listen, 
his score is still absolutely massive. Um, if he had entered into our paid league a bit earlier, he'd, he'd been all right. But because um, I think he's still sitting above Matt Cowling there by a good ten, you know, what six points. Um, so yeah, listen, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he might do well. I don't know if you can click on it and see if he's still got his wild card or not. I'm not too sure if he's used that. Um, yeah, we'll have a interesting to see. If, uh, I don't think he does because I he's did played see him both. on Twitter. He, he did tweet and he was a bit gutted. Oh. I think um, you know that with what's happened, you know, all the players, big players getting knocked out. And, you know, like you said, Jack, fantasy football can be ruthless. But I think that last round in this in this Euros was one of the most ruthless rounds I've, yeah, I think I've seen in, in international yeah. fantasy football anyway. It was, it was ruthless. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, you know, the people saying the group of death and, you know, they're all dead now. So I don't really think too many people <laughs> expected that, did they? That all, all three of the big dogs in that group would be gone oh. and, you know, the Netherlands and people like that, you know, dropping out of the competition early, which was, you know, a massive, massive shock. But, um, yeah, it's just got to keep going and definitely a few surprising teams that are still managing to hang in there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely... Definitely going to be a really good finish to the Euros. But um, we'll go back to the free league now. And in first place, I think he was, you know, sitting in fifth. So I think him and FPL Spike might have even done a, a swap almost as Akfazad in first place on 291 points. And then in second, we've got Mohamed Omar on 290, just one point behind him. And then joint second, we've got Mohamed Madin on 290 as well. So, um, yeah, the, the free league, you know, there's a lot of people in here that definitely, you know, probably should have entered into the paid league, don't you reckon, Jack, that could have been able to earn themselves a fair bit of money? Yeah, I think they missed a trick there, haven't they? Um, could have been some easy money, especially for the, um, our, our top Akpizad. Um, I think he obviously is on 291 points. It's absolutely incredible. So uh, fair play to him. Um, he's obviously found some cheat code to go about this fantasy Euro um, one. So we'd love to have him in our uh, competitions next time. Um, or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely we'll have to see but um yeah the, the free league's definitely you know really shaping up as well so it's definitely an important one to watch but um yeah they definitely probably should have entered the uh, the paid league and earned themselves a little bit of cash for all their uh, fpl or euro fancy knowledge sorry but um if we look at you know between us you know between the five of us on the podcast jack matt myself ollie and dave in our little five-man mini league i'm sort of sitting in the middle of it now jack's you know shaping up at first as we mentioned before in the paid league so um you know you had a, a fairly decent week jack 65 points is definitely a very very good score so i'm um, just sort of taking us through your team yeah as, as i mentioned like, it was um benzema kind of uh, saved it i think that's been the beauty of the euros is that you can change his captain around um and that's been huge for everyone um you know and helping you uh guide yourself through the tournament to make sure you stay uh, as high as possible uh with your points but um and it wasn't listen apart from him it wasn't a massive haul forsberger obviously hit which was great uh, Varane was uh, pants in there because obviously they got knocked out and conceded too many goals. So I think and he was a last minute choice. I, was, I had Walker in there for a good couple of days. And for some reason, I just took Varane out because I thought it was a guaranteed. But there you go, nothing's guaranteed in here. Um, the Italian assets uh, did well. A couple of points, uh, Berardi just with the three. But uh, Spinazzola, uh, who's absolutely been class, um, he got five in there. He's at Roma, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see how Mourinho works with him this year. Uh, I'm sure he's going to uh, stop stop him from attacking, uh, but he's been he's been a joy to watch. Uh, but my defensive assets, I think, for the last two rounds have been have been the ones uh, uh, Spinazzola, uh, Munier, and uh, Marla from Denmark, uh, and Munier from Belgium. Um, obviously, de- absolutely delivering there for me. So uh, nine points, twenty one. What's it? Twenty six points between them. 
So I think, yeah, fair play and good defensive assets to keep and continue on to the next round for me. I'm definitely going to keep them as the uh, core of my team. But um, obviously, Netherlands um, going out, so Wijnaldum and Depay didn't do any good. Um, Hoiberg was a bit of, my, bit, bit of my differential for Denmark. He'd had a good couple of um, games previous, a couple of assists, but he was he was fairly quiet, even though the uh, the team got that 4-0 victory. Um, and then De Bruyne, Mobile, Dumfries and Donnarumma didn't really do much in my team. Um, on that note, yeah, absolutely. It's a, a really, really good score, sixty-five points. But you know, you look at um, the Italy game, and as Matt mentioned before, you know the the clean sheet that they managed to you know slip away from them towards the end. It was you know quite disappointing because you know you would have had you know a couple more points there would have got you into the mid seventies, and you know you're looking at a yeah. really, really good score. Yeah, it would. It, it was disappointing, obviously, to see that um, that goal go in. But obviously, Italy they, they got through, didn't they? So I think um, it still keeps them assets. Obviously, with the bigger teams, the bigger nations, it's a bit easier to pick those uh, big players, really, isn't it? But obviously, rather versus the teams that you maybe not so sure about um, from the little te- little countries, even though they've done great in there. Uh, but yeah, listen, good score. Happy with that, and on to the next one. Yeah, and as, as Matt mentioned before, you know, it's quite interesting with with Italy because I think a lot of people are really relieved that they managed to to go through because, you know, a lot of the other big nations, as we mentioned before, didn't manage to follow suit. But, um, yeah, we'll move on to your team now, Matt. And, you know, 10 points less than Jack this week with 55 points. And, you know, you did go with Mbappe this week as opposed to a lot of people going with Benzema. So just sort of take us through where you went well this week. Yeah, well, in terms of going well, I think similar to Jack, um, Mar- was it Marley at the back? I can't, I can't pronounce his name, yeah. sorry. I think, the, I think uh, it is. We're not sure. Not, um, that'll do, was, mate. That'll do. That'll do. He was brilliant. <laughs> we were saying in there when we chatted about the results, he, he could have had more than just the goal and the clean sheet. He was just phenomenal. Yeah, he's um, outstanding. So he did well. Um, and uh, Forsberg, you know, grabbed the goal. Uh, Sarabia from Spain um, grabbed me a goal, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, you know, so, so some decent scores there. Forsberg was also like, he was one that was close to changing him to my captain on the last day, and he was one that could have come out with a huge score. He, you know, hit the bar, I think. He could have had you know, at, least a, at least a double. So I was happy with those guys, but you know, I was pretty gutted in, in the Italy game because obviously you get your 90 minutes, clean sheet, uh, had a you know, three Italian defenders and I thought nil nil, I've got all my clean sheets and I checked the rules and realised extra time if they concede. So I was like, oh no, and then five minutes to go and I just couldn't believe it. That's that's cost me about thirteen extra points. Um, you know, so that that was a bit uh, bit of a shame. And then yeah, Mbappe missing, you know, chance after chance and you know that that was just disappointing. I, I had to back him, I think yeah, Re- Reedy got on my head, I think. You got on my head with Bale. Reedy, uh, Reedy got on my head with uh, Mbappe. And um, yeah, obviously not doing the, the Benzema has cost me an extra 10 points. So I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, disappointed with my score, to be honest. Um, so yeah, um, not the best week, I don't think. Le- letting people get on my head and uh, I should have gone with <laughs> my girl. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should definitely just start building a team around, you know, the, the differentials and the ones to watch that you yes. sort of start picking for yourself, mate, because you know you've clearly got a little bit more knowledge than me and Reedy, and you know, we're definitely dragging <laughs> your your rank down there just a little bit. But um, yeah, you know, fifty-five points in a week like this, you know, it wasn't too bad for you. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get onto it a little bit later, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, sort of where you go from here now with all the players that have been eliminated. But um, if we move on to my team, I, I did unfortunately get less points than both of you this week, only fifty-one and 
as Jack mentioned with with Benzema, he definitely saved my week as as my captain. I backed him, you know, after his two goals in the last game. He managed to do the same again and you know get me twenty points. So it's definitely. You know, it was the main, the shining light for my week, if you will. And then, you know, Yarmolenko was the only one in the midfield that sort of contributed with any sort of uh, goal contribution with his assist. Berardi and, you know, Wijnaldum obviously leaving the competition in general was uh, was quite disappointing for me because he was actually my captain for that match day. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that one. But um, if we move on to the defence, Spinozola, I was happy with Marla. I was happy with as well. And then if you look at it elsewhere, there's really not much else that's going on. You know, I had Bale. As I got into the guru's head, as he just mentioned, I was backing him. He was my captain on the opening day, changed it off him to Wijnaldum. So it was it was a little bit of a, uh, a shocking week for me, I think. But um, yeah, I'm just grateful that, you know, as we said, you can always change your captains and, you know, keep making subs and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's definitely, definitely saved me this week. And yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to have my wild card. We'll get onto that in a minute. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure where I'll be going from here as well. But yeah, 51 points this week and... Yeah, we'll see how it goes next week and it'll be interesting. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure. But yeah, in terms of, you know, our three of us, Jack obviously ranked the highest this week out of points. You know, he's sitting on top. So uh, yeah, definitely fair play to you, mate. And that wraps up the uh, the review of the, the round of 16. So if we move on now from the review and we switch a little bit into the preview as the guru drops out as well, we're dropping like flies tonight, aren't we? Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I can stay on. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the uh, the fixtures for the quarterfinals. You know, we've been waiting for this, the knockout stages, as we said. Round of 16 was really good, so we're hoping that the quarterfinals, you know, follows in the same suit. We start with Switzerland, Spain, 2 a.m. at Melbourne time. So um, that'll be, you know, a little bit, I think that's going to be quite an underrated game in my opinion. I think the Swiss, you know, issues tonight. They look, they look really good. We can see that he's having issues. Jack, you're the only one so far that's uh, not really Set had anything connection. wrong with him. Yeah, definitely need to get whatever internet that you've got there. But um, you know, Switzerland, Spain should be a, a thriller in my opinion. So now that I've said that, it'll probably end up being a, a nil-nil and go to penalties. But um, yeah, are you sort of back in Spain or Switzerland in this one, Jack? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, if I'm honest, I haven't actually watched uh, full games of Switzerland because obviously you, you never thought of them as a um, as a team to watch. Uh, obviously, saw the, the, the more the extended highlights for for Switzerland France. Um, obviously, they got the, some great attack and return Switzerland. So strikers wise, um, is it Stefanovic, Stefanovic and Gornanovic? Yeah, so, yeah obviously he, he bagged a brace in there. Um, so, I mean, he looked good and Zuba, uh, obviously a couple of, I think he's had four assists in his last two games. Um, Shakiri, we know what he's capable of, uh, even though we had a quiet game against France uh, in terms of in front of the goal. Uh, but then Spain, um, you know, the, the guru talked about them being under the radar before the tournament kicked off. Uh, Marata, obviously he's looking good. Um, and then supporting him, uh, Sarabia, He's um, been a bit of a surprise in terms of that, what he's converting, um, but he's, he's looked good. Uh, and Ferran Torres, uh, as well, to complete that, he's carried on a bit of those uh, form from with City this year, where you know he's bagged, I think, numerous hat tricks and braces uh, for City. He's popped up in the uh, when he's been used. Um, so yeah, them kind of six assets are, are looking good in there for me. What about you, Ella? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one because, you know, I've, I've spoke to a lot of my mates about it as well. And I think, I actually think that Switzerland are going to 
you know, do Spain here. And I think they're actually progress. I think people be a little bit surprised. So um, I'm actually sort of, you know, with, with my transfers in my team, I was leaning towards getting, you know, a couple of Switzerland players in there. So I looked at the likes of Shakiri and Sefrovic and stuff like that. So I think it'll be really interesting. But I think, you know, Jordan Shakiri, you know, I know I spoke about Bale having that sort of the, the wow factor to sort of just pop up in big games last week. And, you know, as, as Matt knows more than anyone, didn't really end up doing anything. But I, I really fancy Shakiri for this game for some reason. I really just think, he's one that you know if you've got your wild card or whatever and you can afford to you know make unlimited transfers he's definitely going to be one that's going in my team and you know maybe I probably won't be giving him the armband on the opening day but um I think he's definitely one that people should be looking at but then as you mentioned Spain they look quite solid defensively and you know obviously going out and scoring five against Croatia they look quite good in attack so um it'll be interesting but you know Guru what are your sort of thoughts on that on Spain obviously you wrote that article about them before the season that uh, Jack alluded to before, but um, if you had to pick one asset from uh, either Spain or Switzerland for this game, who would you sort of pick? Switzerland, I'm going to go with uh, Seferovic, the striker who bagged two goals last game. Um, you know, he's shown he can score in the uh, in the big games, so you know, he looks pretty fixture-proof, so I'd definitely be backing him. And then from Spain, uh, I'm going to go Ferran Torres. He's just looked lively every time I've watched him, and he's getting in a lot of positions to score, assist, um, and he seems to be nailed on in their team. So, yeah, that'd, that'd be mine too. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're pretty two uh, safe picks there. They're probably going to be among the goals you'd like to hope. But um, if we move on to the second game, and it's probably, you know, game of the game of the quarterfinals, in my opinion, I think you'd be pretty silly to not agree, is, is Belgium-Italy at 5am Melbourne time. And, you know, Belgium obviously beating Portugal and then uh, Italy managing to progress as well. You know, they're going to be two heavyweights that are clashing. I'm definitely sad to see, you know, one of them leaving the competition and not on England's side that we'd have to play. So, um, yeah, Jack, sort of from Belgium, you know, the likes of Eden Hazard and De Bruyne, there's a lot of doubt over them, you know, if, if they're going to be fit to play or not. But um, if you had to pick one player from Belgium, who are you sort of going with? Oh, I'm going to stick with um, Mounier. I think he's been absolutely class. Obviously, he didn't start the first game. He came on for uh, Castagna after about 15, 20 minutes. And he, what, he, he bagged one, assisted two, I think, in his first game. Yeah. Um, and he's been outstanding. He played, I think he's been put on the left and the right side. Um, so he's, he's looked really good in there. So, yeah, him for me. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, if we go over to Italy, Matt, firstly, I just want to ask you, you know, with your team, we'll, we will get onto a little bit more of a discussion regarding our teams and transfers later. But you obviously mentioned that you were quite heavy with the Italy assets before. You're going to, you know, you've sort of got to put all your eggs in one basket here without your wild card, do you feel? And just got to go with all the Italy assets that you can and just pray that they progress. So is that sort of the, the strategy that you're going to have to go with? That's, that's all I've got. Um, um, that's all I've got, Elliot. If <laughs> You know, I'm getting this feeling Belgium are going to win this one. Maybe one, two nil. Just wasn't. You know, it, it did get through, but last game, but they didn't impress me in that one. And yeah, Italy. I just think they. I can't see them winning this. And um, yeah, that would pretty much end my Euro fantasy campaign. So yeah, I've got to. I've got to pray for for the Italians, but I just yeah, I can't look past Belgium. So um, yeah, I've got everything in Italy at the moment. Yeah, and it was it was interesting to see, you know, Chiesa managing to pop up with a goal in, in that game as well. You know, we, we spoke about him a lot on the podcast in the preseason and, you know, he was owned by, I think it was over 30 or 40% of managers, you know, going into that first game and got outshone by Berardi in the first game, but he was among the goals. So is he sort of, you know, in terms of the assets that you think people should be watching from Italy, is he sort of one that you think people should have their eye on? Yeah, I do actually. Um, he, uh, I have heard, like, I've seen a few things on Twitter and... Um, that I'll check the uh, 
there's a good page. I think it's uh, Football Italia that, that normally gets the lineups right for Italy. So um, I'll have a look at that probably after the pod. I'm hearing that maybe he might actually get the start um, after his goal. So definitely want to keep an eye on. But I wouldn't say he's the um, you know the number one sort of target to look at. Um, I think if we're going to go Italy and we're actually going to go with an attacker, I think Insigne. Insigne is probably the one. Lively little player. Yeah, he gets in all the right positions, doesn't he? You know, strings the passes together, makes Italy sort of tick in their attack, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, definitely Munier and Insigne. I definitely think that people can't disagree with those two being the assets to watch from that game. And then if we move on to Sunday morning before, you know, the massive, massive England game that we're all caring about, we've got Czech Republic, Denmark, which, you know, again, could definitely be a brilliant game you know two sides that have shown that they're willing to attack and you know score a lot of goals Patrick Schick's the second highest top goal scorer in the competition so far so if you're looking at you know Czech Republic Jack um who are you sort of looking at yeah I was gonna there's probably um two in there I was gonna say Schick um obviously you've just uh, mentioned him and he's he's obviously been bagging bagging goals looks good he's he's got everything um in his toolbox um and uh, I suppose the other one is one of our FPL favorites with Sufal um, he's going to be an attacking game, a very attacking fullback. He's an absolute machine, bombing up and down. And you know, I think he's had a couple of assists already in the competition. So I think he'd be a good asset defensively. Um, obviously, I'm liking my defensive assets today, aren't I? Yeah. Well, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, the defenders in this competition so far have, you know, managed to rack up a lot of points with their goals and their assists and clean sheets. So they're definitely, you know, it's important to go strong in your defence as well, I think. And, you know, it was, it was interesting. I was thinking about it the other day. It's, it's been a while since, you know, Thomas Suchek's managed to pull up with a, a header from a, a set piece or, you know, arriving late at the back post. So I think, you know, he's maybe one to watch as well for this game as, you know, he's sort of probably due a goal. You'd like to hope he's, you know, a massive presence from set pieces I just mentioned. So, yeah, definitely wouldn't look past him as well if you're looking for a, a cheaper sort of budget midfield option. We saw what he could do with the Premier League this season. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he manages to pop up with the, uh, a goal or an assist in this game. But if we look at Denmark, uh, Matt, you know, you've got a lot of players to pick from here. You know, they obviously just won 4-0. So if you had to pick, you know, one or two players that people should probably be getting in their teams, uh, who are you sort of going to go with? Yeah, number one's definitely uh, Marla, uh, the fullback. I think he's going to be in every single person's team. So but if you don't think he's going to do well and you decide to go against him, then you could get up on up on everyone because I think he will be in every single person's lineup. So he's number one. Um, and then if I'm looking at a second one, um, ooh, you know, maybe even uh, Dolberg obviously coming with a couple of goals, but again, you know, they're going to put him back in because Paulson was starting all the games before. So, um, he's got to start yeah. on it, surely. He's yeah, got to start. You'd, think, you'd think he'd have to start, but Paulson had scored in, um, you know, in games before, he'd, he'd contributed in every game, so it's a tough one. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, ooh, we'll go with uh, yeah, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Dolberg as the second second one. Yeah, good choices there as well, boys. And then, you know, the final game of the quarterfinals, the big one for us as, as England fans at 5am Melbourne time on Sunday morning is uh, England-Ukraine. So uh, I think it'd be rude to, you know, mention a Ukraine asset considering, you know, it's coming home and England are just going to turn them over and, you know, book their ticket into the semi-final. So I will give you the, the honour of uh, picking the England asset, Jack, for this one. So who do you think is going to be, uh, you know, delivering for England? Is it going to be Raheem Sterling again? Or do you think, you know, maybe Harry Kane's going to be back among the goals now? Or what? What are you thinking? Oh, listen! I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave one asset to uh, the guru to say, and I'll say the other one, which is uh, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's got to go in. I've been. I've 
obviously been toying around with my team and I didn't have him in and now he's back in again. Um, so yeah, he's. I think he's got to play. He's a, he's a man on form, 15 in the last 20, three in the last four. He's, he gets in the right positions. He's Southgate's number one. He's, a, he's the uh, the mount to the Lampard, as you say. Um, so yeah, he's got to, he's got to be in and he's got to be the one. Yeah, very good choice there. And, you know, he's delivering for England at the minute, you know, three goals in the, the Euros so far. So, yeah, he'll probably be back among the goals. Fingers crossed for the Ukraine game. And then, you know, Matt, I'll, I'll give you a pick here if you want to choose for Ukraine or for England. If you had to pick another asset, who are you sort of going to go with? Look, just say we're, going in- <laughs> we're going England. There's only one man I'm going to pick, isn't there? So, um, yeah, obviously Harry Kane, I think I'd... There is a there's a couple of Ukraine prospects I like. There's a couple of players I like there, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick another asset from this game, it's gonna be Harry Kane. Yeah, fingers crossed, you know, he can be back among the goals as well. As he, you know, we'll move on to sort of talking about our teams now. Is he one that you're gonna have to look to sort of get into your team, Matt? Because obviously Memphis Depay left the competition off the top of my head. He was in your team, wasn't he? So, you know, you've sort of got the transfers that you do have. Do you get three or do you get five? Yeah, three for me, and um, yeah, Kane will be in there. I think again, similar to Marla for Denmark, I think Kane will be in every everyone's team. Um, but again, we have seen from the group, you know, his form hasn't looked great, but he, he's got the uh, the monkey off his bat now. So, but yeah, he'll be in my team straight out from Mbappe. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, obviously, me and you do have the uh, the leisure and the the honour of having our wild card still. So, you know, sort of for your team, if you want to just take us through a couple of players that you're sort of going to be looking at. Um, who's sort of on your radar? Yeah, what I'll do, I'll, I'll um, for those watching, I'll uh, I'll share it on the um, on my screen um, just now. Just give me two seconds. I think I think this is actually the hardest wild card I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I was I was whinging about that in the Discord earlier to you. Um, <laughs> but I think it's it's absolute headache material. And this is what I've I've changed since the, I sent it to the guru. Um, you know, I've brought in a couple of uh, assets that we've mentioned on there. Um, I have gone a bit heavy on Spain at the moment. Um, obviously, I think I've got four assets in there, but starting from the, I'll just start on the bench. I've got Pickford, Sterling, Shaw, and Kane. Um, obviously, I've mentioned all them ones in the pod uh, earlier on with the review. They're the four obviously hot pros- uh, ones in there, and obviously I don't know what he's going to do with Grealish, so I've kind of kept Grealish out for now. I've took him out, and then in goal, I've gone uh, Simon. In goal for Spain, um, just trying to navigate through these fixtures is so is so tough. I've put um, Aspilicueta, Spinazzola, Munier, and uh, Marla at the back, um, and then in midfield, just with that cheaper asset with Zuba, uh, with his um, with his attacking threat, uh, Sarabia, uh, Thorgan Hazard, Ferran Torres, Lukaku, and Dahlberg. Um, that's the kind of setup I've gone. I have changed. I did have Schick in there. But just with uh, bringing Sterling in, I've lost a couple of million in there, so couldn't afford him. But um, that's what it looks like at the moment. Obviously, we've got, I think, seven hours till the deadline. So I might, uh, it still might be a bit of headache material up until then, and depending who's starting in these um, for the Belgian team. But I presume that'll be um, pretty predictable uh, as it is in terms of what I've got uh, asset-wise. But not too sure what you boys think, but that's uh, that's how I'm looking so far. Yeah, well, it's just a little bit interesting, I think, because, you know, the guru so heavily relying on Italy to manage to pull through. And then, you know, you've sort of gone with uh, more more Belgium assets to as opposed to his Italy assets. So are you thinking that Belgium are going to come out on top of that game? I'm just thinking like Lukaku in Italy this year, he, what, he bagged 46 goals, was it, this season? That's something ridiculous. Something like um, that, mate. 
it, it was outrageous in, in Italy. So, you know, I'm trying to take that kind of form into this game and going, well, he's versus the Italians. If He'll feel at home against some of them at their back and he, he might feel he can bully his way through and, and get the goals, you know. And in terms of Hazard, his attacking threat in the last couple of games has been, you know, He's been second tonight. He's, he's on fire. He's got full of confidence. And obviously, Mounier, um, obviously, I didn't want to pull away from him. So, for me, he, he was in. So, I think that's why the Belgium assets have been heavily done. Uh, the Italian ones, you just don't know where it's going to come from. Immobile, he started off on fire. Don't know if he's going to deliver. He has, I, you know, I was even thinking Belotti might even get a start. Um, but Berardi, I, I really liked him and he's a cheap asset. But I kind of went with Sarabia instead. Um, in certain, instead of uh, Berardi because he hasn't hit in that last game. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe more Belgium orientated. We'll just have to see then, mate, won't we? But um, yeah, we'll move on to to you now, Matt, and, and your team. Obviously, we mentioned that you don't have your wild card, unfortunately. But uh, for the the three transfers, I think it is that you said that you can make. Who are you sort of going to be looking at? Yeah, look, my my squad's pretty depleted. Um... <laughs> Jesus, I might have to make a four. I might have to take a hit. I don't like a hit. Um, I think that's your team, Elliot. Um, yeah, that's my but, team. Um, I, don't, I don't think I can bring yours up, can I? No, you can click on his team, though. You know, Maybe click on his team of, and bring it up. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to... Um, I think it's just going to be about getting the England boys in there. I think, um, you know, I, I can't predict... I've already got a lot of Italians, so I can't really do much about that. I've got to keep them in there. You know, I'm just got to pray that they they can pull a result out against you know the very good Belgium side. Um, you know, and then I think the uh, Spain Switzerland. I don't want to go too hard on transfers from that game because I actually think it's going to be like you said earlier a um, a tricky one. Um, you know, Spain have let a lot of goals in. They've scored a lot of goals in their last two, but I think Switzerland are you know they're a lot better than um, you know we give them credit for. They've just they've just knocked out the world champions. So um, yeah, and then when I look at the the other fixture, I think, yeah, England's probably the one where I look at it and think, all right, probably going to definitely or should should nine, should be going <laughs> through. So I think I'm going to have to back the England England players. I'll be obviously looking at Harry Kane, of course, um, Sterling probably. Um, just the sort of the uh, the ones that I guess everyone else has got just kind of keep play. Um, probably look at a defender, um, and then I'm actually I don't have a goalkeeper, so I might I might stick a goalie in and then. That'll probably be that, taking help. a hit. It's not yeah, a keeper. Oh, no, no keeper, so I'll take a hit there. And then I'll probably end up playing with 10 men instead of losing another oh. four. So, you know, in terms of strategies for obviously other people who don't have wild cards, you know, you might be looking at taking a minus eight, a minus 12 to get, you know, 11 on the park or, you know, a bench. But, um, you know, I've always been um, not, not too keen on taking a hit. So I'd rather take one hit, have 10 men on the park because, you know, you'd need that 11th player to get at least... Uh, you know, five to six points to get your uh, your hit back. So, um, you know, I'd rather just take one hit and, and leave it at that. Wait for the semis when everyone's wild cards are gone, and uh, you know we're all all looking the same. So, yeah, I think England boys are who I'm going to back. I'm not liking the other fixtures; just too close to call. I think on the on that note as well, Guru. Obviously, you get five transfers for the semi-finals, right? Um, so, if you can ride it. Uh, obviously, well, you're going to have to ride it if you can. But if you if you're not tempted to make all them transfers uh, and take and start taking multiple hits, then obviously, uh, as you said, for the listeners out there, it might be might be wise just to try and ride it, and then everyone's back on that kind of playing field level playing field again, aren't they? The transfers wise. Yeah, I reckon so. And like, 
you know, if I look at my team, you know, I could have gone heavy on, on the transfers and, and got a bench and lost more hits. But if Italy pull through, and I'm saying that's an if because Belgium are you know, number one in the world, I think. Um, so if Italy pull through, if England get through, you know, I'll, I'll have a lineup for the semi-finals, and I'll be able to use my five transfers to actually build a bit more of a squad. Um, you know, but we'll see how I go. I am going to be playing with ten men. Um, you know, man sent off. So, you know, let's see how we go. Yeah, it'll definitely be a little bit interesting for you there, and you know, it'll be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be difficult. It's sort of a you know, a all eggs in one basket sort of thing um, for a lot of for a lot of people and. It's going to be interesting. If you look at my team ever so quickly, um, I'm, I'm again, I'm like Jack. I'm really not too sure with it. There's a lot of stuff, um, as, as, as Chris just yes, mentioned so there. He's the folding like a garden chair, isn't he? His head's gone. It's uh, just really, you know, sort of getting involved there with, you know, his his brilliant Mbappe shout at the start of the season as, you know, the, F- the Euro asset to watch has definitely paid off. So he's, uh, you know, he's got the credibility to, to have a go at you there, Guru. But if we look at my team, you know, it's sort of a little bit indecisive for me. I think I've got, you know, a mixture of Belgium and Italy, which I think I'm going to have to trim down towards one way. I think, you know, similarly to, to Jack, I think Belgium will come out on top in this one. So I think, um, you know, maybe looking to get Donnarumma out for maybe Courtois or something like that. Because, you know, if at the end of the day, you know, from that game alone, I'm going to have to make at least three transfers or, or two, maybe if Belgium go out. But um, that's already two of my five gone. And, you know, it's just going to be a little bit difficult. But similarly to Jack, you know, the, the England boys on the bench and then Kane up top. Shakiri's probably the one for me that um, I'm, I'm a little bit wary that, you know, Switzerland could manage to progress. So he's going to be going in and then Sarabia as well and Pau Torres. So it's just a difficult one because, as, as we were saying, it's sort of all legs in one basket that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be difficult. There'll be changes for me within, you know, the seven or so hours that we've got until the deadline. But, um, yeah, that's that's our teams for the quarterfinals. And that wraps up the, uh, the preview section of the podcast. So now that that's all out of the way, we will move on to the guru section now where, you know, Matt, you do it every week, always reliable. You know, you mentioned a lot of players last week that managed to perform this week. So you've got your ones to watch, your captain and your curveball captain. So take it away, mate. Uh, thanks, Elliot. It's going to be a quick one this week because we've actually covered off quite a few of the players in the in the pod, or rev- uh, pod already. So um, we'll start with the differentials and I'm going to pick one from, um, you know, try and get one from each game. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Serovic uh, from uh, Switzerland. He obviously bagged two against France. Definitely differential. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at the you know, Lukaku's, the Canes, maybe even Schick. Um, they're going to forget about uh, you know Switzerland and I think you know Spain. They let three goals in, in the last game, so you know, definitely one to look out for. Uh, big differential for this round. Another one going into the Italy game. Wanted to try and uh, you know. Back Italy a little bit. Obviously, I've said I think it's going to be Belgium's game. But I'm going to I'm going to put Chiesa. I know we, we had him at the start. He scored in the last game. I just got a feeling he might get a start. I'm not sure, but you know, even if the game does go into extra time, he'll come off the bench, and you can always you know grab yourself a goal. Um, another one we've mentioned him on the pod numerous times tonight. Ferran Torres. Um, I think he's one to one to watch. A bit, I'd say he's a bit of a differential in the fact that. I, don't think too many teams are going to double up on that Spanish midfield. I think it's going to be a, you know, a Torres and maybe a Morata or a Sarabia and a Morata. Um, so I think uh, he could be a bit of a differential there. Um, and then I'm going to go with Denmark and, and Dolberg, who we've already mentioned. 
if he gets a start, he scored two in the in the last game. Um, so I think again a bit of a differential because everyone's going to be looking at that Kane, uh, Schick, and uh, and Lukaku combo. I think. Um, and the last one um, is actually going to be from the England Ukraine game, um, and it's not going to be an England player. Um, it's going to be a Ukrainian, and I think the reason being I've just got to take a bit of bias away. Um, and got to think, you know, that Ukraine, they have got, you know, they, they're in this game for a reason. You know, they've made it to the quarterfinals. I'm going to go with Zinchenko. Um, and then reason being is one huge differential because everyone's going to have a, uh, you know, a team full of about at least four or three England players in there. Um, and second reason, you know, he grabbed an assist and a goal, I, I believe, in the last game. And he was, he's been playing in this, in this midfield role. Um, they think he might be on penalties as well. So, yeah, he's um, he's going in my differentials for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Some great picks there, mate. And, you know, as you mentioned with the Ukraine assets, I'm sort of agreeing with you a little bit. I think England will manage to progress, but I just, I've just i got a feeling we won't keep a clean sheet and that Ukraine will pop up with, you know, probably a goal, maybe even two. So um, it'll definitely be interesting. But some really good picks there. Just uh, let us know your sort of your captain picks there. Uh, so captain picks... Um, but I'm going to, again, I'm going to I'm trying to pull one from uh, from each game. So um, the Spain game, I'm going to go with Alvaro Morata. Um, look, he's got himself in positions to score in, in pretty much every match. He did score a great goal against Croatia as well. I think he's a good captain pick. Um, and then in the uh, Belgium-Italy game, Lukaku, um, you know, speaks for himself. Jack mentioned before, you know, he's got experience playing against these Italian players. Um, you know, he's a flat track bully and uh, knows where the net is. And he's scored a few goals in this tournament already. Um, then going into the England game, I think uh, Raheem Sterling, you know, three games, sorry, three goals already in, in the tournament. Um, you know, he's getting in all the right positions. So I think he's a bit of a, uh, you know, an obvious pick. And then going into the Czech Republic Denmark game. And this is a game that I think is going under the radar um, in terms of fantasy picks because, um, you know, there's a lot of really good options to pick from. Um, and captain's going to have to be Patrick Schick. You know, he's, he's up there in the top scorers list. He's, he's scored in, you know, almost every game other than the England one. So, um, you know, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely got to be a, be a captain shot for me. Yeah, absolutely. A really good pick there. I think he's got four goals, so he's only sitting one behind Ronaldo. And, you know, if that doesn't motivate you to get the golden boot with the Euros, then I don't really know what will motivate him to score goals. But um, there's some brilliant captain picks there. Definitely ones that people should look at. But uh, the, the one that really excites me each week is, is the curveball captain. So uh, who have you gone with this week? Yeah, I'm in so many minds because as we've spoken on, on the pod, you know, other players are coming to my head. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with the man from the last round. I'm going to put Thorgan Hazard down there. Oh, definitely an interesting one. Are you going to, you know, manage to, to back him in this week, do you think, and get him in your team maybe? Or, you know, as we mentioned with the Italy assets, it's just going to be too difficult to get him in, do you think? Yeah, look, I'm just so sewn up in, in Italians. Um, I just can't get anyone in from the from Belgium, unfortunately, and I'd love to. But, um, yeah, look, I've got to back England and, and Italy uh, for this round for my team, but I'd love to have him. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that pays off for you there. And, you know, all the insight given to you there by the guru. Just a reminder that if you are on our Discord, you know, you can get direct access to him. As, as James, as Matt Gasden, sorry, asked the question, does the guru think football is coming home? Which, you know, is the most important question that you can be asked on the podcast. Does the guru think that football is coming home? He does. He does. All right. That's that. You know, that's the best thing that you've said. All guru <laughs> section. Come on, England. And thank you, Matt. That wraps up the uh, the guru section.
if we move on now to the close of the podcast, you know, it's going to be a brilliant set of games, Jack, isn't it? And, you know, really, as, as me and you have our wild cards, it's going to be, you know, see how it goes. Are you sort of expecting biggish things this week from your team? Yeah, I mean, I've put a, a, a decent spread across all these kind of teams that are in these in these last games. Uh, I've tried to spread it across just to lessen the chance and not uh, rely all on one 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 team. Obviously, there are only quite a few Spain assets in there and a couple of Belgium, but you know, three three or four uh, three assets if I can for each one um, for each kind of main of the teams that I like in um, just to reduce that risk. Going into that next round, and but try and find those big assets to who are going to deliver. You know, I'm pretty nervous. Like I said, I think it's, it's the hardest kind of wild card we've played, just because it's a big one. To especially when we're competing in our prize league in our on our paid league, I think it's just uh, wanting to catch up, but also uh, run with the pack as well, um, and to make sure you stay up there. But try and find those differentials and uh, little picks. So yeah, probably I'm guessing you're in a bit of a similar boat, L. Yeah, I'm just a little bit you know perplexed as to you know do you go with backing one team in one game completely or do you go with you know maybe one or two assets from each yeah. it's just caught in two minds it's you know is it an all all legs in one basket situation in your opinion as well or what are you thinking no like i say it's just you've got to keep that spread across i think it's, it's come up with surprise already three of the biggest teams in the tournament have already come crashing out um so i think you've got to spread it across anything can happen in the Euros now it's just another game I don't think there's um you know we talk about favourites and stuff, but when you put in Belgium, Italy, I can't I can't pick him apart. I'm just thinking Lukaku versus Italy. He's uh, he's ran it on his own this year, so I think um that's why I'm also swayed towards them. But can't pick and just had a comment in, in the uh, in there as well and uh, Reedy, who obviously one of our uh, who jumps on the panel every now and then with us and uh, in, in the UK. Chances we pick Sterling and he doesn't deliver. It's another good one. We've you know we've I've got I've picked four England England assets in there. Sterling being one, he's on fire. Talked him up in the pod. He's he, the hype's real. He's delivered on the pitch. He's in great form. What are the chances he doesn't deliver? Listen, I picked him in FPL this year. Um, came off the bench, took a penalty in the last five minutes Brilliant. and blazed it. Um, and absolutely killed me. He was my captain pick. So if he does that again to me this this time, um, that's that's me and Sterling done forever. <laughs> Uh, definitely, mate. It'll be interesting. But um, you know, we mentioned you know we've obviously got our wild card. So who do you think is going to be your team for the uh, for the first games? Uh, captain was that? Sorry. Yeah, your captain. I'm leaning towards more. You know, looking at Lukaku as you mentioned a lot for yeah. me. I think. But who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Lukaku for me. Yeah, I think you know it's pretty easy decision. Obviously, the guru probably won't have the luxury of getting in too many Belgium assets for himself. But um, yeah, who are you sort of going to go go for, guru? Just really quickly. I don't know if his internet is that too good. There? So you, you'll have to find out next week on the podcast <laughs> who the guru has gone with for his captain. So I can't we, hear we anything, boys. I'm not sure if you can hear me. We thank you all very much for for watching the uh, the round of sixteen review and the the quarterfinal preview podcast by FPL Addicts and powered by Esports Live. May all of your Euro fantasy dreams come true in the quarterfinals. Take care, stay safe. It's coming home, and goodbye for now. Come on, England. <laughs>